welcome to this presentation of Bethel Family Church. We hope you enjoy listening and that it helps you to grow closer to Jesus. Today, I want to talk about supernatural. So get ready, hold on to your seats. We're going on a ride together, okay? First of all, how many of you like Marvel movies? Okay, all right. Some, yeah, all right. How about Disney princess movies? Yeah, there's, yeah, yeah. All right, what about, who here likes to watch a good magic show? I know Caleb does. Like Penn and Teller, you know, illusionists, like, you know, stuff like that, yep. And, you know, then there are some of the other movies, like supernatural and the medium stuff like that you know like there are some other new ones out on Netflix you know like I don't know there's like this unforgettable one where she can remember every single detail in her whole entire life and she's like on the police you know stuff like that what about like what about Dr. House you know like is you know there's not supernatural necessarily in that but you know like there's this you know he has this you know supposed to be super intelligent kind of person you know um <laughs> yeah he's a genius but like but just by like us talking about that there and going yeah I like this and I like that like so many of us like are really into that supernatural superpower kind of stuff right like we, we just it, it's interesting it's cool and um as I've been going about Um, working and talking to different people, I've really noticed how many people have a fascination with the supernatural, with supernatural movies um, and even um, like stories, like people have supernatural stories. So I thought just, you know, because, so just for, you know, sermon's sake, because when you do a sermon, you're supposed to give um, definitions, right? So here's your definition of supernatural, you know, so I'm trying to do the, you know, trying to be a real pastor, you know, um, and give a definition. So supernatural, you know, something, a force beyond scientific understanding of laws of nature. There's paranormal, psychic, magic, magical, occult, um, mystical, and mystic, mystic, they seem like the same word, don't they? And like I have... I've noticed, you know, in, in just talking with people, even in my line of work with counselling, how many people have a supernatural story? And people who don't believe in God or Jesus necessarily, or they believe in some higher power, will have a story. Like some of the stories that have like come my way, you know, like are people who will go and get a tarot card reading or go and pay and see a psychic. And, you know, some people will just, you know, read the star signs, what's going to happen to me this, this month, or that kind of thing, and talk about ghosts or angels. So I remember there was one man who told me he actually laid on my couch, which was the first person who's ever done that, which was kind of really funny, the, the counselling couch, by the way. And um, he, he, you know, he told me that his grandfather who had passed away would come and talk to him when he was in trouble. He even went to a point of saying that there was like a, a porthole, portal in his lounge room and he would go through the portal into another world. I don't know if he's on drugs or not, but hey, you know, like the, there's, there's this stuff that, you know, like people talk about. Like um, there have been 
people who have told me they've been pinned down by dark figures in their bed at night. I've heard stories about people called astral projecting, which is a form of going outside of your body and letting your spirit roam around. I've heard... There was this one story that this lady told me about seeing angels around her when her partner was in a rage and the angels protected her from the partner who was in a rage. And, like, these people are not people who have said, yes, I believe in God, I believe in Jesus, I believe there are angels, I believe there are demons, and there's, like, all of this supernatural stuff going on around me. But they just, they, they know that there's something higher. Um, even some of those people, you know, then they'll go, well, I, you know, I have my crystals, and, you know, you have this good energy and this bad energy and all, all of that kind of stuff. How many of you have come across somebody else who's had a story like that? Yep. So if people outside of our church are interested in and aware of supernatural stuff, then how should we approach that as Christians? And this has really been on my mind and God has been bringing some some things to me as I've been reading some different books and just, you know, even even just sitting down myself at like and praying and just having God like, I sometimes say it's like feels like he downloads stuff to me and I'm just like wow like cool like write this down you know like how as Christians should we approach the angels and the demons and stuff well let's look at the first scripture which is in Ephesians six twelve, which brings a reality back to us that we are not fighting against flesh and blood but against principalities against powers against the rulers of the dark of the darkness of this of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places. I um I have a, another version in the um, New Living Translation that I like to use, which says, "For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places." Now, if you know where that comes from, it comes from where, like, God tells us so much more about how to how to deal with that. And we won't get to that in, in today's sermon. I have another sermon prepped, but it'll be a little while away. But we have countless stories in the Bible of angels um, appearing to people. We have countless stories of Jesus casting out demons. So we know that they're there. There's this spiritual world around us, right? So, but before I go on to any more of like, what can we do about that? Um, Where are we going to go with that? I want to talk about Jesus. He's supernatural. Okay, now this is where you get to be loud again and you get to uh, like, you know, give me feedback. Let's come up with a list and... Jesus, how was he supernatural? Tell me, what, do you, what story, stories can you think of? What kind of encounters there are? He healed a cripple man. The fish, the, yeah, feeding the 5,000, and he did that several times with more thousands of people. Water into wine, yes. Do you know that story? When the fishermen were fishing and then they pulled out the fish and the coin is in there. It's like a magic show. I think of, that's what I think of, like, the magic show, you know, like, you know how they, they like, suddenly there's this coin in somewhere, but, you know, Jesus is not magic, he's, uh, 
Miraculous. What else? What else? Come on, there's heaps. Walking on water. Blind can see. The religious leaders marveling at his words when he was 12. Yeah. Yeah. Just walk through the crowd. Like, you could probably think of a Marvel character that does that. Hey. (laughs) Yeah, like, you know. Oh, um, Lazarus. Yes, he raised Lazarus from, from death. He rose from the dead. Yes, thank you. That finally came. Yeah, rolling the stone away. Yeah. Um, what else? What else have I got? Like he healed the woman who was bleeding. He parted the sea. Yeah, so God parted the sea. Um, yeah, he sent. Yes, he did. He sent the demons into the pigs. Um, he, there were many stories where he um, delivered people from demons in the Bible, weren't there? The mud and the blind man. Yep, deaf, lame. Yeah, I think you've got most of the things. Calm the storm. Who can do that? <laughs> God created man, yeah. <laughs> so now you're all making fun of me. <laughs> yeah like so Jesus is like supernatural and like and and I think that some of this like I was thinking about you know how back to that fascination we have with supernatural movies and supernatural characters and stuff as well you know relate to some of these things that Jesus has done so how about this You are supernatural. Have you thought about that? So here's a challenge for you. That if Jesus is supernatural, we've accepted Jesus in our hearts, in our life, then we are supernatural because we have Jesus' power in us. Right? What about, like, he told, he told us, I've given you authority so that you can walk on snakes and scorpions and overcome all the power of the enemy and nothing will hurt you. He, he, he told us that we can do that. Yeah? He said that we haven't been given a spirit of fear but of power and love and of sound mind. When I read this scripture again, something new stood out to me that hadn't stood out to me before. And it was that word power. A lot of the time I've been focused on, he hasn't given me a spirit of fear because I've been fighting fear. But he's given us a spirit of power. Well, if he's given us a spirit of power, what does that mean? It means that we have Jesus' power in us. Okay, here's the pastor thing again. I found the Greek word for power. And it's dunamis. <laughs> so, it means power, might, strength. Isn't that cool? That's the word that was used in that 
piece of scripture. We have God's power in us. So that means that you can do the things that Jesus did. That's a bit challenging, isn't it? Because do we? Do we live in that supernatural power? No. (laughs) No. No. You might not physically go out and stand on a snake or scorpion, but what else could that be? You know, there are other things that come in, you know, here in our lives that, you know, bring a spirit of fear. A scorpion and snake, you know, can represent that fear. Um, we, we have the power to tread on that, to stamp on that, and to get that out of our lives. We have the power to go up to someone um, who's asked for, you know, we can see who needs praying for. We have the power to pray for them, and we have the power in us to ask God for that miracle for them. Um, it's through Jesus. It's not us doing it. It's because of Jesus. But, like, we can do that stuff, but we don't often walk in that and do that because... I think that we often are, you know, distracted or taken by that spirit of fear as well to, like, step out. And um, that's where I wanted to talk about what gifts do you have? You know, what, what do we do with the power and how are we going to live it? So in a practical sense, if we were, like, you know talking about our natural gifts and I popped up there a few scriptures of different things you know there's the story of the talents of using what God has given us Um, and then there's you know the spirit the spiritual gifts that we have then like if God's given us those then we need to use them so for example um, you may you know just be natural whatever job you're in whatever you're naturally good at doing do you do that for Jesus? Do you do that with the power of Jesus in you? Because he's given you that as a gift. And it may be a really practical job, but you know what supernatural power can he give you through that? For myself, when I'm sitting with people and counselling, I have noticed that when I'm sitting with people and I'm like, okay, God, could you, like, in my head, help me here? It just goes like, I do like sound effects, you know, it's like boom. You know, sometimes it's like just this like something, he'll give me something to say and I'll say it back to the person and sometimes they just, you can actually see them physically go, oh. And just this moment of just realisation of something and it's like that is Jesus and even though the person sitting there might not be a Christian might not know Jesus the Holy Spirit has still just done something there because he's worked through me and you like you may have you know a different type of job maybe you work with different people maybe you work on your own you know but maybe there's a problem and if you ask God for it you know he will help you with that and you might just go oh there's the solution like the Holy Spirit has just given that to me in your encounters with talking with other people you know like maybe like if you're asking, if you're stepping out in the power of the Holy Spirit in you, Jesus might, you might just feel that, hang on, don't say that. <laughs> Hold on to that thought. Or it could be, oh, just say something really nice to that person today. If you're looking after kids <laughs> or you're a grandparent, it may be about, 
what you're doing with them, how you're speaking to them, how you're living, what, what's going on inside of you and what you're projecting. Because like Jesus is so powerful in us that he can help us to deal with all of those emotions that kind of come our way, that distract us, that the enemy wants us to be distracted by. And we can be Holy Spirit led in those things. You know, how about the gifts of the spiritual gifts? You know, there's the gifts of tongue, the gift of tongues, the gift of prophecy, teaching, encouragement. There's more, but I can't list them off right now. Does, has God given you a gift, a spiritual gift? I'm going to answer it for you. Yes, he has. He's given everybody spiritual gifts. What are they? Do you know what they are? And are you ready to use them for him? I'd really like to encourage you to find out, you know, what is it? What is your spiritual gift? How can you use it? Are you practicing it? Are you learning it? You know, if we look at the superheroes, back to Marvel or, you know, whatever, you know, think of one of your favorite characters or, or a Disney princess, if you like. I'm thinking of, um, you know, Frozen Elsa at the moment. Um, you know, they, she had this power to freeze everything, but she didn't see it as a power. She saw it as a curse. And then she, she learned how to use it and how to make it work as a blessing. Okay, that's a Disney princess, right? But how many other Marvel, you know, how many of the Marvel movies are like that? You know, like they've got this superpower and they found out what it is and then they have to learn how to use it and they have to get better at it. And then they go and save the world. <laughs> you know, I think there's a reason why all those movies are made. Because there are people, you know, even people who aren't Christians make those movies because everybody wants a superpower. And I'm telling you, as a Christian, you have a superpower. You have several. And that come from Jesus. So, the next part of what I wanted to talk about when we're talking about spiritual warfare is... If we're talking about supernatural powers, we also have to acknowledge that there's another side, that there's a demonic side, that there's an evil side, okay? And I'm going to like say now that when I talk about spiritual warfare, I'm not going to be talking about naming demons, telling them to leave, you know, spending our whole time going, okay, right, we've got to like, like, like pray against this demon, pray against that demon and focus on that. I'm actually going to tell you that spiritual warfare is the opposite of focusing on the demonic. Spiritual warfare is focusing on Jesus. I wanted to read a little passage out of this book where this quote comes from, <clears throat> that spiritual warfare is a battle between dark and light, from this guy called Blake Healy. Um, I've read several of his books and they are fantastic. And he talks about um, seeing in the spiritual realms. Really, really cool, amazing stuff. <clears throat> so, light and dark are not equal opposites. God and Satan are not in a battle of equal forces. 
Light does not just have an advantage over darkness. The forces of good are not just stronger and they do not just outnumber the forces of evil. Darkness is nothing but the absence of light. So he gives his own little analogy here. When I walk into my office and turn on the light, there is no struggle for the light to to dispel the darkness. The darkness does not peel away in layers like a stain being scrubbed from the floor. The darkness does not slowly retreat like a puddle blown by the wind. It is gone when light is present. The battle is not about whether light can defeat darkness. The battle is about whether the light is on or not. Popped that quote up there for you. The battle is not about whether light can defeat darkness. The battle is about whether the light is on or not. Pretty cool, hey, when you think about that. When you think about like lighting up a room, there's no fight. Just comes on. It's just there, it's light. And I know that the darkness can seem really overwhelming. And I know that we can live sometimes feeling as though that there's a dark cloud over us. And I know that depression is so much like that. In that space of darkness, what would happen if you turned on the light? Might not necessarily change how you feel, but what would that light be? The light might be just putting on a worship song. The light might be putting on a sermon in the background, even if you're not listening to it. The light might be writing out a scripture and sticking it up on your wall, even though you don't feel what that means. Do you know what I mean when I say that? You know, like it, you don't feel anything when you're reading the Word of God. It doesn't have to always have a feeling because it's fact. It's the light. So when you, when you bring light into your household, when you bring light into your light, in, into your life, you're getting rid of the darkness just like that. That's spiritual warfare. That's battling the enemy. Which essentially is a battle of the mind. Satan will do anything and everything he can to take the territory of your mind. He wants to put fear into you. He wants to claim that space. And if he can get hold of your thoughts in any sort of negative capacity, then he has put a bit of darkness there. And that darkness can grow. But if we stop and we start turning on the light in that space of darkness, Jesus just dispels that darkness just like that. And so it is so important to know who we are 
to know who we belong to. It is important to know that we are powerful. And when we know and live in the calling God has for us, then we shine bright. No darkness can, can get in. That's how we can live in the supernatural. So I really want to encourage you today to look at and to think about what things come along your way that just start to bring about some negative thinking. What comes along your way to bring fear? Just the very word COVID does that, doesn't it? How can you fight that battle? And like I know how much our lives have changed during COVID and how much fear has been placed into our lives through the news, through all of the things that are happening, through wars. There's, there's so much fear out there and Satan wants to trap you into thinking that you have to be fearful. But you don't. You can step into the light and you can have peace and joy <laughs> in that space. And, and there, there's, there are more ways to do that, but I wanted to just come and say, you know, in, in regards to, you know, living in the supernatural, we need to find out what our gifts are. We need to find out who we are in Christ. And then we need to start living that. We need to start doing that. How many times have you been discouraged from doing something um, and haven't done it? Because there's just been that little voice that says, you can't do that, you shouldn't do that. Yeah. Well, what what does the Holy Spirit voice say? What would the Holy Spirit be saying to you? And the thing about stepping out in fear is that is uh, stepping out of the fear is that it's not always easy to step outside of those thoughts. It's not always easy, is it? It's it's a it's hard to do, but when we do it, we start living in the supernatural. We start living in the light. And I really really want to encourage you to think about that, to step out into the light, to step out into the gifts he's given you and especially want you to think about well, what are the spiritual gifts that God has given you? And then how can you start practicing them? How can you start using them? And we have this fantastic culture in our church of being able to learn and grow in those spaces, don't we? Like you guys are fantastic. You know, like if we make a mistake up here, you know, we might all, everyone just like, you know, okay, yep, it's okay. And then I can see some people just start praying for that person. Um, sometimes I can see that, you know, we all might just have a bit of a giggle at, you know, my little mistakes, that are, you know, <laughs> in, you know in, in preaching or in, you know, whatever. And the, the same as with giving, you know, say words of prophecy in our church. You know, we want that to be encouraging. We want that to make sure that it comes from a place that is from Jesus but sometimes we get that wrong. Sometimes we don't always get that right. But we know here that we forgive and we love each other. We know that we will always test something by the word of God. That just because somebody has said it is not, doesn't mean that it's 
like that's it they're correct and and so you know like if there are some of those gifts that you want to learn to use then learn to use them it's a, you know like last week I was so proud of so many of you who all like all of you who got up and spoke because you stepped out into a gift that God has given you to share what was on your heart with everybody else and that's teaching isn't it it's words of encouragement it was fantastic if you went here last week get onto the website or grab the you know get a podcast and listen to what everyone had to share last week it was really really good and really encouraging so let's shine right there's another scripture for you from John 1 5 the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it so let's remember some of those scriptures and remember to step out into the light. And I know that as you go about your daily tasks that the Holy Spirit will be speaking to you. And it's just about whether you're tuned into that and whether you're willing to obey. We talked about obedience for the last six or seven weeks, haven't we, with Jonah series. <laughs> If you step out in, in obedience, there's a blessing in that. Yeah. So as you do that, I want to pray that the spirit of intimidation won't come and tell you that you're not good enough because you stepped out and you tried something new. Because that's what will happen. That you'll, as soon as you've done something, that you'll step straight back into that light, straight back into that space with Jesus, and know that He's got you. So, while I pray, um, Katie, do you want to go and grab your musician? <laughs> um, and the kids come back. Um, so, yeah, let's let's pray together. Thank you, Jesus, that you have given us supernatural powers that father that you work in our hearts and our lives every single day and father i just ask that you would show us what are the gift areas that you have for us what have you gifted us with and that father that we would use them for your glory and for your power that we would would grow in those gifts Thank you, Lord, that you are an amazing God. Thank you for your glory and your power. Lord, help us to step out into the light. And in Jesus' name, I pray against the spirit of intimidation that it will leave right now in Jesus' mighty name, <clears throat> that, its words, that its words will not have power over us, that those words will not be telling us that we are not good enough, but the Holy Spirit words will come and just fill us right now to tell us that we are children of God, that we belong to Jesus, that we are worth so much more than what the enemy has been telling us. That, Father, that you will help us to continue to, to step into the light every single day and to know that you love us and that you care about us, even when things go wrong.
We thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thanks for listening to today's message. For more information or to listen to other podcasts, head to our website at bethelcrc.org.au or check out Bethel Family Church on Facebook.